please. Hello, hello. Welcome to Inspired Your Grown-Up Girl Talk. So happy to be back with everybody again uh, on this fine April day. Uh, Samantha, how are you? God, I'm so good, Fleece. I'm so good. I have my red lipstick on. You have a red shirt on. You have a red shirt on. Our yeah. guest has a red candle going. We are all color. about it. Some power colors. Um, we did just wrap up International Women's Month. I just want to say that really every month should be International Women's Month. Thank you. Um, I know we get one special month, but I'm just going to keep it going. I'm going to let's. I'm going with International Women's Season, um, which Quarter. would imply we get at least three months. Fair. Yeah. So, um, so that's what I'm working with today because I feel like I feel like we're still behind and we've got a lot of catching up to do. So we need to bust it out to something longer than a month. Um, but today we have, uh, with us, one of our people, one of our uh, people. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel is our spirit animal. Rachel Cox is with us today. Rachel, um, is much like us. She has a real job and then she has the job that she knows and loves and cares about because she built it. Um, Rachel, how are you today? I'm doing really good. I'm, I'm so excited to be here and I'm, this is the first podcast that I've done that I'm not hosting it. So this is interesting. Oh, so yeah. this is kind of fun because, um, you know, uh, your foundation grew out of a podcast, which mm-hmm. I, I find super unique. And I feel like we're so in your wheelhouse right now. And I can't believe that this is the first one that you've been on as the guest. So, uh, I'm super honored. We're um, setting the bar high. We're setting the bar very high. Yeah. Yeah. Cause international women's season, uh, we need a high bar. So, um, Rachel, I just think what you've done is amazing. Tell us a little bit about how the foundation came to be back it up to, um, it's, it's founding roots before you even started the podcast. Yeah. So, um, so I'm born and raised in San Diego, but I've been kind of all over the place. I lived in San Francisco for a year. I lived in Rhode Island for a year. Um, and while I was in Rhode Island, you know, I'm kind of, I'm across the country from family. I'm, you know, really homesick. So at the time I wanted to find something that could like connect me back to family and like have people still know what I'm up to, but also have like this, this driving mission that I'm super passionate about, which is uplifting women's voices. And to kind of backtrack, um, when I was doing my undergrad at San Diego State, my one of my teachers, she was my health communication teacher. Her name was Patricia Geist Martin. And um, she would bring in speakers each week. And there was one speaker who really touched me, who I think about all the time. And his name is Azim Kamisa. And his son was actually my dog is back here drinking water, if you guys hear that, but um, his son was actually a student at San Diego State, and he was delivering pizza one night and was murdered by a gang member who was being initiated. Come on. Um, yeah, and that gang member was actually 13 years old, I believe. His name Gosh. was Tim Hicks. That and- is horrid. Yeah. And he was the first child to be convicted as an adult in the state of California. Um, and hearing his story, he created the, T- the Tariq Kamisa Foundation, which is his son's name. And it really inspired me. It was kind of something like he took he took an instance of, you know, something that was extreme pain that happened to his family and turned it into forgiveness and created this foundation that helped young kids in the San Diego area not 
be another victim to um, to gang violence. So fast forward to, I don't know, um, maybe four years, um, I was getting my master's degree and my program coordinator at the time was like, you should start a podcast. You can do it for your capstone. Um, I've seen other students do it. And I unfortunately did not take her advice then. I didn't think I had it in me. And then while I was in Rhode Island, I was like, you know what? I think it's the time. So that's kind of what inspired it. That's what planted the seeds. Um, and so now I'm here and it's, it's actually insane that we created such a great foundation through the podcast. And then kind of next steps was to become a nonprofit. So the podcast was really started as an opportunity to um, uplift the voices of women and give them a platform to tell their story, which oddly is we, we run so many parallels because that's really what we do. We, we like to give Main Street women the opportunity to tell their stories, to have that platform that they wouldn't normally get. And we too started this really as a, as a COVID project because we just felt so out of touch with everybody. Um, it was a way to stay in touch with people when we were all locked in our homes and, uh, you know, waiting in lines for the grocery store six feet apart and stuff. So, um, you know, you, you took that message of your podcast and you rolled it into a foundation. How did that work for you? Yeah. I mean, at the time, so we had the podcast for a year. Samantha was one of our guests and we talked about sparkle. Um, and she was actually someone that I went to kind of as a mentor to say, you know, I really want to do this. How can I do it? Where do I start? Um, and also, um, Fatima from the Cantu foundation here in San Diego, she was a big resource for me too. Um, but for me, it was really getting hands-on in the community and finding like-minded people who wanted to help drive that mission. Um, you know, I, I worked for six years for the city of Chula Vista. I work with kids. I work with um, low-income communities. So it was already something that was in my blood. And I also want to mention, I know we only have 30 minutes. So I'm like trying to make sure that I don't kind of ramble. Of, we got all kinds of time, girl. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so I, um, you know, when I was a kid, younger, probably like high school, I was a, I was a rebel. I was kind of I, people would probably call me, I don't know, a little crazy. And, um, you know, I put my like parents, rebel. Well, yeah. <laughs> I like rebel. Rebel's yeah. edgy. Yeah. And I, I definitely put my parents through hell. Um, and you know what? I like, I was very just, I don't know, kind of lost. I didn't really have direction. I didn't have women to kind of look up to, um, you know, now we have like a woman who's a vice president at the time. That was like something that wasn't even heard of. Um, and so I think, with that, I got lucky. I made a ton of terrible mistakes in high school, like things that I wish that I could take back, um, things that I probably would do differently, but I'm one of those people. I'm one of the anomalies who like got out of it. I, you know, I, I have such a, a really great story that came from a place of like a lot of hurt and just like, again, being lost. And so for me, it was like, I want to have something where young women can look and be like, I didn't even know that was an option as a career path. I didn't even know that this was an option for me. And I didn't know that other people were going through similar situations. And so for me, it was like being a mentor that, that I could be for anybody. I don't want to just do it for young women in San Diego. I want to do it for women everywhere. And so when it became an option to become a nonprofit, it was kind of a no brainer. It was like, why not? Why not give back? And why not? have other people join this mission. So that's kind of how it snowballed into where we are right now. What I love so much is how excited and passionate you are about what you're doing. 
Um, what we didn't mention is you do have like a full-time real big girl job, right? Which is in a totally different sector. Um, you've got the podcast, which you, you've recorded, I think like 50, almost 50 episodes. I we're at, I think we're at 32. Yeah. I was looking at, it was like 38, 40. We're going to say close to 50, right? I'm sure sure there's some backstock there. And then of course, you know, the nonprofit. And so Fleece had mentioned just our similarities and our parallels is like, you're speaking our language completely because we, we do all three of those ourselves, but we know what it takes to get there and what it is to do what you're doing. It's not just like, oh, I have this idea and I'm just going to see, I mean, no, it's like, you got to get everything together. You've got to, you know, record, you've got to find guests, do all that bit and then share these stories. And the women you're interviewing are you know, they're really cool and their stories are really just all over the place. And like, it's, it's mind blowing what women can do. And it, and when you get to share those stories, it's super cool, but the foundation and the nonprofit stuff that you're doing, I mean, you're, you're doing scholarships and you are like, you've got a board that's, you know, got some phenomenal talent. Tell us a little bit about some of the projects you guys are rolling out this year. What do you guys do? What, what is your, what is it called? What, it, what's the uh, mission? the mission statement, as they like to say. And uh, what are you doing? So um, the nonprofit is called girl.gov foundation. And our mission is to uplift the voices of women and create a community of strong and empowered women and girls. And we do have a board of 17 women, including myself, which is absolutely insane. Um, And we have three support staff who started as interns with me about six months ago and decided to stay on. And our really our what we plan to do is have four main events a year. So one per quarter. And we took a lot of inspiration from Sparkle um, with the scholarships. We are currently doing five scholarships and the application window will be closed um, by the time that this airs, but we will be choosing um, five recipients at the end of April. And we we intend this to go to low, low income and self-supporting women um, towards some type of self-development. So that can be for elementary school, elementary school students who want to play sports or get into hobbies, um, middle school students, high school students who might want to go to prom or grad night, um, or even just prepare for college. And then we'll have um, one for college and one for early careers. So those are really intended towards tuition, books, um, new work clothes. What's the amount of the scholarships you guys are doing? So for this one, we're doing $100 each. Perfect. Um, a good start. Yes. And if we, um, if we fund more money before then we'll increase it. Yeah. Uh, but that's our, that's kind of our baseline for right now. And then we will have a back to school event. So we will be providing our goal is 125 backpacks or bags. Yeah, but it'll really be, um, it'll really be like supported and surrounded um, around menstrual products. So that's kind of like the base of what we want to provide and like essentials to young women. We want them to feel confident and be able to go to school and not worry about stuff like that. And then we will have a, um, a education and career development workshop in the fall. And that will be what a college admission process looks like, how to find scholarships 
how to find internships, resume prep, interview prep. I love all of this. Sign me up. <laughs> and then um, and then in January 2023, which I think I'm the most excited for, is going to be a in-conversation event. So it'll be like an in-person podcast and we'll be interviewing a notable woman um, and have it really be like an intimate um, event for our supporters and our donors. So oh, that's cool. kind of the the foundation of what we're doing so far. And um, we have a lot of support already. And we actually had funding for our first scholarship event within the first couple of days. So I'm super excited to see kind of where we go within the next year. So uh, having a board of 17 powerhouse women, that is a lot. It makes Um, me quiver. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Um, I've been on a board with 17 women and um, it is amazing what can be done. It is also amazing how difficult a decision can be made. Um, You know, if you ask them if it's Tuesday, they all may have different answers. Um, But it is it is really remarkable to see women on a board of of this type of foundation and and the way they grow with the foundation and, and what they, what they stretch themselves to do and what they stretch themselves to learn. So honestly, you're not only empowering your client base, but you're empowering each other too, which I think is fantastic. This, uh, I do have one question for you uh, just in, in response, which has nothing to do with anything, but how in the world um, did the move from California to Rhode Island happen? Like what? That's a, it's not a, it's not a popular route. I love Rhode Island. I just like, what took you out there? Cause I mean, you're, you're working in AI. So I don't think that's a hotbed of AI or technology for that matter. Uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. And it was actually like, I think it was kind of fate. It, um, so I, at the time was working at a medical device company, um, a diabetic medical device company. And I had a friend who got transferred and her new territories were going to be Rhode Island, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Um, And my dad is actually from Rhode Island and I have an older sister and an aunt who are still there. Okay. um, And my older sister, so her and I are 23 years apart, 22. Um, and her and I have always like just thick as thieves, like her and I are just twins. It's kind of crazy. Um, so when the opportunity kind of came and my coworker was like, why don't you just move out there with me? I know you have family. Like, and it was actually during COVID, which probably was not the smartest decision, but she was like, we're at home anyways. Like, let's, let's do something. Let's, let's get out of here. Um, and so, and then after obviously talking to my sister, she, she kind of sealed the deal. So it, even though it was, it was hard cause it was very lonely at times, you know, like I'm across the country. I don't know anyone. except the- though. You, uh, you stepped out of your comfort zone and took an adventure. Yeah. And it, it was totally worth it. I think being able to experience the seasons, being able to, yeah, step out of my comfort zone and spend like good quality time with my sister, because before that, I probably only saw her once every other year, if that, and you know, it's only for like a week time. So being out there was just, it, it was nice and it, it, it was comforting having family. So it wasn't. And look what you birthed. You had a baby over there. You had girl.gov came about and that's huge. And I think too, being able to like be open to making a total rip the bandaid transition is super cool. And not many of us could do that. That's a hard one. What are the types of things like, because I've been in your shoes, I am in your shoes. Like I know I'm 
couple years ahead of the game, but I know exactly the seat that you're sitting in. What is like the one thing that freaks you out the most? Like, what is something that you're just like, oh my God? Oh my gosh. That's a really good question. I think I, so I've dealt with anxiety since I was like 18, like at points like crippling anxiety. And I think a lot of that is like internal chatter that I just can't stop sometimes. And it's always just thinking of the worst. It's like the worst case scenario, like just thinking that things just won't work out for me. But in reality, like just looking back, I think to myself, like there are so many things that happened to me. (laughs) My dog is crying, but um, (laughs) she's like, get me out of here. Um, There's so many things that happened to me that at the time I was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. Like I'm done. I can't, I can't do it anymore. And I look back and I'm like, I say those exact words every day, just so you know. I put your hand in my hands and go, I can't do this anymore. And and whatever this is, is different every day, but it's a common theme. Yes, no, definitely. And I think so many things that happened to me, like I always talk about like the butterfly effect. Like if I didn't move to Rhode Island, girl doc of might've never happened. Um, there's so many like very weird, like fate, like things that have happened. And I think things that I'm scared of are things that like push me out of my comfort zone. And like, I, I never let that internal chatter stop me, which is kind of weird because it just happens so often. Um, but those are all like really good learning experiences. And those are like, I love looking back at and being like, holy shit. I was like, so sad, (laughs) like so stressed and like scared at the time that something wouldn't work out. Or like, even with girl.gov, when you start something, you don't realize like how, unhappy some people can be for you like it's it's really hard to get genuine support from people when you're doing something that you absolutely love because I think people can see that people can see like okay like there's always two different kinds of women right there are women like us that are just like yes right Mm -hmm. and then there's these other women like "Mm, Mm -hmm. she's doing what like they're not they're not necessarily happy for you because they're probably not happy with their own shit and so they're projecting their weird stuff and it's you know, when you're taking a step, I remember when Fleece and I started doing our podcast, oh, you're doing a podcast like everyone else. And I was like, no, it's not like everyone else. It's like, we know some pretty badass chicks that like, you need to hear their stories. And so at first, you know, like one of our, my fears, I don't know if Fleece, if you cared, but I was like, what if nobody listens? Yep. What if like no one cares? <laughs> yeah. Which is always still very much, very much an undertone, but no, people do listen, you know, and you got to stay with it. Like with anything you're going to do and especially like the nonprofit stuff too, because it's a grind girl. Like I've, we've talked and fleece knows. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things. Like you've got to lock arms with your fellow nonprofit EDs and women that can help bring you up because there are days that are, I mean, Stacy, how many days do we have where we're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you will always find those people that will not support you in the way that you thought they would. And it is surprising, but, um, why is that? Stace? I think it was Maya Angelou that said when people show, when people show you their true colors, believe them. When someone yes. shows you who they are, believe. but Fleece, why do you think that pe- girls are bitchy? Like why are women grown ass women like that? Like I never have understood that. I, I don't know because I, 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 I don't, and none of us have that mindset, but, right. um, 
you know, maybe, maybe there are people that wanted to start a nonprofit that never did. And then all of a sudden you're doing this and they're like, this is the chick that was the rebel in high school who like didn't even have a plan for college and somehow little engine her could that could her way into San Diego state. And now she's doing this. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it makes people look at themselves and go, wow, I, I haven't done shit. So maybe, maybe I need to get moving. Yeah. And I, I think it also kind of like stems from like insecurities. Cause like when I think about it, I'm like, I have those same exact insecurities, but it just didn't stop me from doing it. And I think other people might let those stop them. And I think it, it might come from that place of like, I wish I was doing what they were doing or, and I think like a kind of like a lesson that I've learned through all of this is like not listening to any of that chatter. Like that's exactly it. I have my own internal chatter to worry about. Like, I'm not about to listen to some people who don't even take the time to like understand what I'm doing or listen to my story or like have any type of conversation with me about it. Cause it's just, it's not worth it. And it, it'll keep me up at night if I let it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not about it anymore. <laughs> well, we, we all need to, especially as, as I get older, I've, I've really come to this realization that we do have to surround ourselves with people who will support us and lift us up. And there's going to be people that won't and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm not going to surround myself with you. If that's the way you're going to like, we, we have a finite amount of time on this earth and in and, and any given day. And, um, I really only want to be with people I, I know, love and care about. Yep. Or I always say too, know. that like, we're not for everyone. Okay. Like maybe they're not into our mission or our vision or women or whatever. And you know what? Like, favor of the month may not be your favorite. I used to get like so bummed when I'd send out like a mass email, you know, cause you work on these newsletters and you do all the stuff. And then you'd get like one person would unsubscribe and I'd be like, who is that? Why don't they want to hear what I have to say? But then I realized, you know what? Like, I'm just, maybe, maybe they didn't like it. It wasn't a good day for them. Or maybe, you know what? Like, we're just not for them. And believe me, for every one person that's not into what we're doing, there's a million others that are there to support us. And, and, you know, as long as we're talking about women and we're supporting women and we're doing what we can to lift each other up. I mean, at the end of the day, like, that's what it's about. Because if we're not doing those things, they're not going to be getting done even on our teeny tiny little scales, right? Yep, I, I completely agree. I think it's- Every scale counts, teeny tiny yeah. or otherwise, every scale counts. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, are we better today than we were yesterday? That's that's all we really have to focus on. And if we can help somebody else say yes to the answer, to the, answer that question with a yes, because of something we did, I'm good. Right? That's a feel good. So Rachel, out of your podcast, which is also called girl.gov, um, and it is on all major podcasting platforms, which we will post in our show notes, who has been your most favorite guest? Like who have you gotten off the call with and been like, dang, that was good. So I, first off, I love animals. Animals are like one of my favorite things on this planet. Um, and we had the Cantu foundation that's here in San Diego. Um, and they go to TJ to Tijuana down here and they rescue dogs and they rehabilitate them. And then they foster them here in San Diego and find them forever homes. And I think like everyone can, I, at least I hope everyone can really connect on like loving animals and like wanting to help. Um, so but for me, on the wall, are they aware that you're bringing animals across the border? Someone's passports? I mean, that, that there's a whole group right there that may 
and they have challenges, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And they, I, I know, I think it's, it's hard to, cause like, for me, it's like very close to home. I'm 15 minutes away from the border. Um, I'm Mexican. I, you know, cool, I, actually. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's amazing. Like what they do, because when you go down to Tijuana, like you see how many like homeless dogs there are and you see, like you want to help, but you know, sometimes your hands are tied and like, I'm only one person. I can't help every single dog. So I can't have 900. I I wish I could. Um, but yeah, so they, they, they were amazing. Um, Fatima and, um, Jenna from the Cantu foundation and, um, one other one, again, that was just like really like close to home, um, was lady Rangel. She worked or yeah, she works for the United farmers. Um, sorry, United farm workers association. Yeah. And she, um, she actually met President Biden because she's a DACA recipient and she went to go fight for rights for DACA recipients. And I think, you know, she talks about farmers and like being Latina and that those are things that just like I love talking about because like growing up, I had such a hard time like identifying as Latina because like I'm white passing. I don't look like it. I, you know, I think if you know me, you know, I'm Mexican, but if you my last name's Cox, my dad's white. <laughs> so it's like, but you know, my dad only has a tiny, tiny, tiny family on the East coast that like we rarely saw, I only grew up with my mom's side of the family. So if that's something that I really identify with, but had a really hard time kind of like identifying with uh, at the same time growing up. Um, so having her on was amazing and like talking about farmers rights and DACA rights and, you know, just what it and means. There's so much stuff that like, we yeah. don't know, like yeah. there's so many different things that women are doing that yeah. is so cool. Yes. I think women are amazing. I, there's, there's so many episodes. I, even the last one that we just did with, um, uh, Zen Jen meditation. I, I love yoga. I love meditation. And she came on, she did a guided meditation with us, which was great. Um, and she, you know, she kind of just talked about the benefits of it and, you know, how it can help you overcome stress and burnout from work, which is like something that's so I redundant. Like these days. Like everyone I mean, is feeling it. Like, line them up. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I like everyone that's come on has been amazing and it has had like a very unique story. So I, I can't just say one, but those are like three that I can think of on the top of my head. And as a guest of girl.gov, uh, mm-hmm. it's a very legit podcast. Okay. It is not like us over here at inspired. It just kind of throw some shit up. Rachel knows how to edit. Is that, is that what you Rachel knows how to, she knows how to edit. She had like a split screen with questions. I was like, dang girl, we are not doing that. I cannot take all the credit because I have Alana who is our producer. So she edits everything. She's, I have her take out all of my ums, all of like the awkward silences. Yeah, we're supposed to have a producer? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. A year and a half um, into this, I did not know. I, and you know what, like, it's, it's kind of crazy. Again, like a lot of these things have just come full circle. I, I met Alana because my um, cousin Alexis, she has a foundation here in San Diego as well um, called recover me. And Alana is her producer. And when I was like looking into podcasts and starting it, um, Alexis was the first person that I kind of turned to, like, do you know anybody? I, I have no idea how to edit stuff. Like I definitely will need the help. Um, so that was definitely like an investment on my part, but like a, the perfect one, I needed it. Alana is amazing. 
Um, so yeah, so I can't, I can't take all the credit. No, but it's, it's I'm good. a big believer that there's no, uh, there's no coincidences in life. And like, I, I've heard multiple times now you talk about, well, it, you know, it just happened because I did this. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. And those things and those people that were meant to fall in your lap mm-hmm. did. Yeah. Please, do you ever wonder like how I fell in your lap? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it takes me back to Mars bar every single time. <laughs> And you're like, who is this chick? This woman. <laughs> and almost 20 years later, she's still here. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's good. It, it's again at the power of women and what we're able to do and the resilience of women and, and the ability to be able to have the tools and traits to share their stories is something that the three of us share. And it's very cool. Rachel, you are a maven of all sorts. You are a woman that many women need to know about. And once they do know about, they will be looking up to. Uh, website is girl.gov. Um, um, it's girlgovfoundation.org. Girlgovfoundation.org. Okay. Podcast is girl.gov. Yes. And uh, I will go ahead and post all of that in our show notes. And for everybody else out there, Every single day, every single one of us can do something to make this world a better place. And especially when it comes to celebrating and sharing the stories of women, or even if you know a woman who's doing something amazing, give that girl a high five. And for the rest of us, get out there and be inspired.